0: If you will, please turn to Psalm 76. And there couldn't have been a better song picked this morning for what I want to bring to you this morning. I want to talk to you right now while you turn to Psalm 76 about the state of this world. I don't know if anyone has noticed, but it's getting pretty crazy out there. I mean, it really is. Islamic terrorism is a serious and real threat. Civil rights, or I'm sorry... Race relations are worse than they've ever been probably since the civil rights movement. Courts are making moral decisions that seem insane and scary to the righteous. Powerful people in this nation want to make it a crime to condemn what, well, what the Word of God condemns. Right? Yes. Police officers who are there to protect people are routinely killed and injured by the very people they're trying to protect Unborn babies are murdered while murderers are kept alive. Military takeovers are rising up. Russia, again, is making Western Europe nervous. China is growing its military and threatening U.S. aircraft and other interests. A man who is an all-out socialist, and that's being kind, Mm -hmm. uh, garnered significant support during the presidential primary, especially among America's youth. And I have not even scratched the surface of what's really going on. All of this, while we have a presidential election on the horizon where both candidates seem to provide more fear than they do hope, to provoke more fear than they do hope. In the midst of all of this insanity, I have a message from Jehovah God, who doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth Be of good cheer, rejoice, fear not, build houses. Plant gardens and be still and know that I am God. All of that and more is in Psalm 76. So let's read Psalm 76. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword and the battle. Selah. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep. And none of the men of might have found their hands. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse are cast into a dead sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven, and the earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment, to save all the meek of the earth, Selah, surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, the remainder of wrath thou shalt restrain. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God, let all that be round about him bring presence unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Psalm 76. Let's get started in verse 1. Not everybody knew Jehovah God, because He did not reveal Himself to any nation but Israel. In the New Testament, we are the Israel of God. We are His people. He has revealed Himself to us, while He has not done so to most. So is His name great among us today. Yes. Do we make His name known and speak often of His wondrous works and His past deliverance? Psalms 107, 21 and 22 tells us, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. I want us to think about something right now. Do we spend more time making His name great by speaking of and remembering his past deliverances, current protection, continued mercies, and sure promises? Or do we spend more time talking about race relations, gun control, Islamic terrorism, presidential elections, etc.? Right. I can tell you right now that speaking often of those worldly things is basically a waste of time yes. and only leads to anger, frustration, and fear. Yes. While speaking often of God's goodness and faithfulness, it's time well spent, brings cheer, rejoicing, and peace. Which one will we focus on moving forward? Verse 2. Salem, here, is another name for Jerusalem, which is where the tabernacle of God was and where he was worshipped. Today, we're gathered here today on what is considered the Lord's day. And this morning we have come in his house to worship him. If that was not the primary reason that you're here, then you're here for the wrong reasons. So let's make his worship great. According to Malachi chapter 1, any worship that is less than our best, our very best, is considered contemptible, polluted, and evil in the sight of God. Let's give our best. He is most certainly deserving and will accept nothing less. Verses 3-6 through describe God's power in defending His people by destroying their enemies. And verse 3 is describing the victories that the Lord won for His people. Not only did the Lord defeat their enemies, He destroyed their ability to fight. He broke their arrows of the bow and shield and the sword. These were the primary weapons of war during that time. And the Lord completely annihilated them. He took away their ability to fight. In some cases, He destroys their desire to fight. As yes. Proverbs 16, 7 tells us, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Right, right. We see this example throughout Scripture David, Solomon, and others. This verse ends with a selah. And we're to stop and think about that for a moment. And I just want us to think about it in our lives how often do we just stop and reflect and think about all the deliverances and blessings the Lord has given us and the victories over our enemies? Right. Verse 4. Thou art more gracious and excellent than the mountains of prey. Thou here is referring to Israel, God's people. Mountains of prey referring to the larger and seemingly more powerful nations surrounding Israel. But despite its appearance, Israel was far more glorious and excellent than those other nations because their God was Jehovah. As Bible-believing Christians, it seems that during these times we are surrounded by many and powerful enemies. But that is an illusion. For encamped around about us is the angel of the Lord. Elisha's servant feared when he was surrounded by a great army and all seemed hopeless. But the Lord opened his eyes and he saw the real picture. The mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire. The enemies of Elisha were the ones surrounded and hopeless, not Elisha. We with the eyes of faith have to believe that the skies around us are filled with those same horses and chariots. And are more, more than able to handle any enemy this world can throw at us. So be of good cheer. Rejoice. And fear not. Verses 5 and 6 are again speaking of the Lord destroying our enemies. Both verses talk about the sleep. Talk about sleep here. Um, They have slept their sleep. And verse 6 confirms for us that that sleep is the sleep of death. It's dying. Yes. They are killed. Amen. Those that rose up against God's people are dead. They have, no, they have not lived to fight another day. The Lord has completely destroyed them. Right. They seemed fierce. He talks about mighty men and stout-hearted. They seemed fierce. They appeared indestructible. They were highly trained, well-supplied, greatly armed, and they boasted of great victories. But when they came up against the people of God, they could not even find their hands, That's right. Amen. which there in that time was the primary agent of war. Without yes. your hands, all the other instruments of war were useless.. Yes. Amen. They went from fierce to frantic, frantic I'm sorry, from fierce to frantic, from indestructible to highly vulnerable, and from great boasting to fear and trembling. Yes. Think about Assyria and Sennacherib right. They were a great and powerful army. They had won great victories, and they boasted of great things. But they woke up, Sennacherib woke up one morning with 180,000 180, mighty men dead. They did not put up a fight. They had lost their hands. Their weapons of war had been destroyed because they challenged the God of heaven and His people. Amen. Right. And we have a myriad of examples of God's deliverance, both personal and biblical. Both should be remembered repeated to God and others, and should strengthen our faith. David, when facing Goliath, remembered past deliverances. First Samuel seventeen thirty-seven. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Right. And we all know how that turned out. What do you think David was doing in Ziklag when he was encouraging himself in the Lord? Asaph... In Psalm, in Psalm 77, Asaph, who wrote this Psalm 76, by the way, according to my transcript here. In Psalm 77, he was greatly troubled in his spirit. He was greatly troubled and his spirit was overwhelmed. But then he said, this is my infirmity. Yes. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Yes. I will rem- remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders. And then he went on to rehearse some of the great things that the Lord had done. When troubled, when afraid, remind yourselves of the deliverances the Lord has given us. Repeat them to the Lord and tell them to others. It brings good cheer, joy, and peace. Verses 7-9 through speak about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a lost doctrine to much of the world and the church today. They say that that was the God of the Old Testament. Well, Paul says that that's the God of the New Testament. Yes. In Hebrews 12, we are told, serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Right. In Philippians 2, we are told to work on our own salvation with fear and trembling. Yes. In 2 Corinthians 5, Paul warns me. Paul persuades men based on the terror of the Lord. Yes. However, This fear for his children is not a fear that makes us run from him. It is a fear that should make us run to him. The fear his children should have is the kind that makes us run to our father and say, I have sinned against thee and in thy sight, and am no worthy, no more worthy to be called your son, in which case he will say nonsense and he will embrace us as his children. On the other hand, as is spoken of some here in Psalm 76, 8 and 9, when the Lord judges His enemies and the enemies of His people, it is truly a fearful thing. Yes, right. Psalms 18 paints a beautiful picture of the Lord's people to the Lord's people of His protection and a horrific picture for the enemies of God. Yes, that's right. David was in distress. David cried to the Lord and the Lord was wroth. He Amen. was angry. Amen. And great things happened. Powerful image we have in Psalm 18. I'm not going to go into it. But he was wroth. Why was he wroth? Why was he mad? Because somebody was threatening his child. That's right. Yes. In verse 9, why did the Lord rise to judgment? To save the meek, his children. right. Do you want God to rise to save you? To save us? Then be meek. Yes. Meaning you're humble. Yes. You're not looking for public flattery or praise. You're not looking for positions of influence or power. You're third. Thank Moses. Amen. Right. Verse 10. Familiar verse to all of us. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. This verse, misunderstood and basically ignored today, helps us to understand evil in the world. Right. We could talk about this verse forever. But I'm going to try to keep it simple. The wrath of man only goes as far as God allows it. That's right. Period. Yes. There is nothing happening or will happen in Washington, Moscow, Dallas, Paris, or anywhere else in this world, past, present, or future, that does not praise the God of heaven, right. that he does not get glory out of. And when he quits getting glory out of it and it quits praising him, he stops it. That's right. Most people, and I'm talking about Christians, because they have not been properly taught, have a hard time with that. But it is surely true. We may never know how or why. We may be appalled and angered by some of the events. But we should trust the Lord God that that it is true. And not exercise ourselves in things that are too high for us. But I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing that ha- has happened, and there's nothing that Hitler, Stalin, Mao, or anybody else in the history of this world has ever done that is half of what we deserve, right. that this world and this nation deserves. We have turned our back on God and the God of heaven and, his dis- and have disdained his commandments. I'm not going to take the time to cover all the examples I could, but man has perverted almost every thus saith the Lord yes. commandment. Thus saith the Lord commandment you can think of marriage sexual relations creation authority child rearing finances love crime punishment life itself think abortion etc 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 i could go on nothing has happened no wrath of man has ever been close to what we deserve and no wrath of man will ever happen that god does not get praise from and restrain when he's ready to verse 11 for time's sake because I'm already gone too long. Just know, be careful if you make a vow. And if you do make it, keep it. Right. It would have been better if you hadn't have made it than to vow it and not keep it. And the second half of that verse, 11, is talking about that we ought to bring presence to him as feared. And what's the presence that the Lord wants? Best I can tell, I can summon it up real quick in two things. He wants to, us to present our bodies, a living sacrifice. And he wants the sacrifice of praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks. Both of these things will bring us good cheer, rejoicing, and peace. Yes. Verse 12. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Amen. You know, we have this election coming up. And everyone seems so worried. Oh, this is the end. <laughs> if Ms. Clinton wins, it's over for America. And those same people that are saying that, and I'm not too sure it'd be any better if Mr. Trump wins. We are doomed. Well, maybe America is doomed. It deserves to be. I don't I don't know. But I will tell you I will tell you this. I am very thankful to have been born in the United States of America yes. during the time period I was. And I continually pray for her peace. That me and my family may have peace within her peace. Yes. But this is not my home. Right. Amen. This is not our home. And no matter who gets elected and what horrible, as we perceive them, decisions they make, it is our Father who is in control. Yes. It is our Father who sets yes. up and destroys nations. Yes. Amen. It is our Father who raises up kings and puts down kings. Right. It is our Father who controls the king's hearts and turneth it whithersoever he will. It is our Father who as verse 12 says, who cuts off the spirit of princes. Yes. And he is terrible to the kings of the earth. It is our Father who is in charge. Right. And my hope is not in Washington, D.C. if it is, we're in trouble. And let's remember that God can judge a nation severely while at the same time not only preserving His people, but prospering yes. them. Amen. Yes. Think Daniel and his three friends, Esther, Jeremiah, Joshua and Caleb, Noah, etc. Yes. In closing, do we live in crazy times? Absolutely. If I was a carnal man, if I was a mortal man, if I didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd be a nervous wreck right now. But, I, but we have a spirit that beareth witness with God's spirit and causes us to cry, Abba, Father. Yes. So let's remember where He has delivered us personally. Let's remember what He has done for His people throughout time. Let's not fret over fears of something that will probably not happen. And if it does, we cannot do anything about it anyway. Let's remember that it is our Father that does whatsoever He will. Right. Let's remember that it's our Father that causes all things to work together for good to those that love Him. Amen. Let's remember that it is our that our Savior, husband, brother, and friend is Lord of Hosts, will never forsake us, and ever liveth to make intercession for us. Yes. Psalms 42nd, Psalms forty-six, verses ten and eleven. Be still, and know that I am God. Amen. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of Hosts is with the Lord of Hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. 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 Excellent. Amen.